You're listening to the Leadership Anatomy Podcast, where I discuss all things leadership development, organizational health, and self-improvement. I'm your host, Angel Brown, and welcome to today's episode. Welcome to today's episode. First and foremost, I want to say that I am back. I do recognize that it was quite some time since my last uh, posting of my podcast, but I am back. But the first thing on my agenda is to wish everyone under the sound of my voice a happy new year. We have crossed over to a new dispensation of time. We have crossed over into the year 2019. And I'm excited for what's in store for your life. And I'm excited for what's in store in my life. Now, without further delay, let's jump into today's content. You are listening to part two of the podcast series entitled, If You Build It, They Will Come. And the idea here is that if you are successful in building a healthy organizational culture, Everyone is coming. Every employee is coming. Every participant is coming. Every church member is coming. Every leader, everyone is coming because everyone wants to be a part of a winning team. And a winning team starts with organizational health. As I mentioned already in part one of this series, I introduced to you the work of Patrick Lencioni. In his most recent book, The Advantage, he believes that most leaders need to wrestle with three possible biases that may stand in the way of building organizational health. The three biases, as mentioned by Lencioni, are number one, the sophistication bias. This bias implies that the success of an organization requires complex solutions and not organizational health. Bias number two is called the adrenaline bias. This bias ascribes to the thought pattern that says that we can't afford to slow down to develop organizational health. And bias number three is called the quantification bias. This bias ascribes to the thought pattern that you have to follow only what you can isolate and measure. These biases are very common and can be found living within the hearts of our current day leaders. But what is desperately needed is a paradigm shift, which is a completely different way of seeing things that ultimately results in a completely different way of doing things. A successful paradigm shift is contingent upon a person's personal state of awareness. And that just means that self-awareness is an essential part of the process. We must understand that paradigm shifts, that is the way we see and do things, and self-awareness, that is the way we see ourselves, are the key factors in leading the charge to transformation. In 2008, I was pursuing a master's degree in organizational leadership, and one of the required classes was a class on transformational leadership. This class gave me a deeper understanding and revelation to the idea of organizational and personal change management. The required text for this class was a book by Dean and Linda Anderson entitled Beyond Change Management, which I highly recommend, particularly if your organization is going through a major transition. And in this book, the authors dive deep into the process of what it takes to lead organizational transformation, focusing their attention on the mindset and the approach of the senior leader. According to Dean and Linda, 
they propose that there are two kinds of approaches that leaders can take in regards to leading the charge on organizational transformation. They state that leaders either approach transformation with a conscious or unconscious mindset that is with an expanded or a limited awareness. Let me further explain. According to Dean and Linda, for those leaders that can be considered conscious, they have a greater awareness about what transformation requires and conscious leaders have an expanded awareness. They have the ability to see situations with both a wide angle lens and a high powered telephoto lens all at the same time. They have the ability to see more broadly the dynamics at play in the transformational process. At the same time, they can see the deeper and more subtle details that would otherwise go unnoticed. They are self-aware, clear on what their strengths and weaknesses are, and they are masterful at empowering others and solicitating help for the greater good of the organization. Unconscious leaders, on the other hand, is very different. This type of leader tends to be reactive in nature. And again, according to Dean and Linda, unconscious leaders respond automatically and unconsciously to conditioned habits. Their lens is filtered. They can only apply their old management techniques because their limited awareness offers them no other possibilities. In other words, unconscious leaders have no earthly idea that they are in fact unconscious. They are what I consider to be autopilot leaders. Autopilot leaders lead from a place of comfort and familiarity with an inability to course correct and an inability to anticipate pitfalls. They are visionaries with a nearsighted perspective. They can only see and manage what is directly in front of them, and they tend to have extreme difficulty isolating root causes to systemic organizational problems. If gone unchecked, this is the worst kind of leader to be submitted to. Now, don't get me wrong. Leaders that lead with an unconscious mindset are not in and of themselves bad leaders. In fact, they are typically extremely smart individuals that have obtained a lot of personal accomplishments. But these types of leaders will never reach their full potential until they learn how to number one, kill their ego and number two, build their dream team. A trusted leadership team is a major key factor in leadership growth and development. Being surrounded by individuals that you trust and individuals that are willing to tell you the truth is essential. Every leader, whether conscious or unconscious, needs accountability to experience personal life transformation so that we can become the best possible versions of ourselves. Building a healthy organizational culture and leading the charge to transformation is about leading from the inside out. It starts with you. And the truth of the matter is that there is a psychology to all of this. Some of the greatest leaders have had to learn how to embrace emotional intelligence and have had to take a good long look at themselves in the mirror to face some pretty scary demons. These demons can come in the likeness of perfectionism, pride, ego, and self-protection. No doubt it's really frightening having to face and wrestle with the very things that make you the most vulnerable, but it is a necessary part of the journey. Great leaders are transformational by nature and they ultimately know that transformation must first begin with themselves before transformation can reach the organization. 
This process has to happen no matter how uncomfortable it may be. The life of the organization and the lives of everyone connected to the organization literally depends on it. You may have noticed that thus far on this podcast that there is a bit of a theme. Great leadership at its core, when you really and truly think about it, has very little to do with the outside world. It's about conquering self and having the courage to face human vulnerability. If I were to teach a course on leadership one-on-one, a large portion of that class would deal with self-leadership and emotional intelligence. Knowing who you are and knowing what your strengths and weaknesses are is an essential part of the process. Great leaders are confrontational and the first confrontational act needs to happen first with the person in the mirror. Well, folks, I think I'm going to stop the podcast here. If any of these things have sparked your curiosity or your interest, then I strongly encourage you to subscribe to this podcast so that you can get notified every single time a new episode has been posted. If you would like to contact me to ask any questions or to share your thoughts, please feel free to email me at leadershipanatomy at gmail.com. And if you have been enjoying this content and it has added value to you personally, please take a few minutes to head over to the iTunes store to rate and to comment. This will help tremendously and will help the podcast become more visible so that others may find this channel. I thank you for taking the time to listen to today's podcast, and I do hope that we meet again soon. But until next time, as you pursue your leadership endeavors, remember to be authentic, be courageous, be great. Mm -hmm.